Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone in between, to the Flurza experience. I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna own it, uh, Pavel. We're gonna we're stick gonna... to experience. It I just, love it. it feels right. It's a show about Gwent, but I mean, it's so much more than that, as you guys have decided and uh, deciphered by now. I am joined by the barbarian of bicycles, Pavel Berger. Now, last time I said like it was like Sultan of Suits, Wizard of Wardrobes, but you said like the clothing part is not really you're doing so i figured let's just dig into the the bicycling thing i think that that's well you're kind of close but the the thing about me actually fun fact um is that i take very very good care of of my bikes like the one in the background see it's it's taken like very nicely you know i take care of it so actually fun fact is like whenever i finish a biking season in which i more or less do let's say i have two bikes so let's say i do twelve thousand kilometers or something like that so if you split that into two bikes, that's like, you know, six per bike, right? So when I give it back to the shop for maintenance, they always say, man, this is like new. Like you haven't really, you know, used it up in any way. So I just wanted to say that I don't butcher the the bikes and I'm not a barbarian and I take very good care of them. So yeah, yeah so that we got that out of the way. All right. So I'll have to, um, I'll come up with a better one next time. Like something yes. uh, where you're taking very good care of bikes, I guess. But I think like, I just like, Bicycles. What is a word that starts with B? And I just figured out barbarians. So yes, although like uh, I can always do like a bicycle, uh, like cleaning your bike with Buja stream from from the shower. <laughs> <laughs> from the shower. <laughs> so you're yes, like because my my bikes get special treatment. They get put in a bathtub or in a shower to get uh, cleaned. Okay. Um, if ever you're traveling. With Dominica, does the bike sit in the front seat and she sits in the in the back seat? No, 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 no. no we don't have anything like that. The bike is always in the back. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, so yes. So, yeah, here we are, episode five. So yeah, not many movies get actually five installments. So I think we're 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 doing something right, right? Yeah, I, w- I would like to think so. I mean, we could just be fooling the Gwent community for this long, which is a pretty devious move. But I mean, five is pretty good so far. Yeah, I, I, I think, you know, they don't have an idea how we actually do it and what we're doing. So I think I think we're good. I think we're good, too. I mean, I know that you know what you're doing. You're a professional. I have basically just been sort of flying by the seat of my pants and winging it uh, every day since you guys hired me. And you haven't figured it out. So ha! Ha ha! That is kind of our MO. That's how we that's how we do it, right? Both you and me, like we we like to wing it. We like to you know discuss things and go off topic, go into rants and stuff like that. We're like it's it's all good. We're cowboys, baby. We don't have no rules. (laughs) We we shoot from the hip. We're like Clint Eastwood of esports. That's exactly exactly. That's how we do it. So, all right. Uh, Well, in this episode, we'll be singing praise once again. To Mr. Zubidu, who went 7-0 on Gwen Trivia, dominated the whole season. Um, and the last episode, it was it was stacked because he actually had two Gwent um, pairs. So one is actually a married couple and the other is boyfriend and girlfriend, if I remember correctly. No, they're both married. Oh, they're both married. Yeah. So they're both married. My bad. But one, one pair is actually recently married. So I, I uh, almost saved it. Um, and still he managed to, uh, be victorious. Although 
um, when it comes to Tibor and calling the big pokey thing. <laughs> the big pokey thing. It's, uh, I mean, he, he could have called it something else. But still, I mean, it's good. It's nice. Um, and uh, he deserves all the praise in the world for, for being such a dominant force throughout the whole season. And uh, I know because I've been on one of the episodes and I could, you know, me and Ryan, we couldn't do Jack. You know what? We couldn't do anything. He's a stonewall, so, baby. He is just yeah. a pillar. Absolutely. So we start off with that. Um, then we'll discuss the faction ambassador system. And of course, we will have the new Polish word of the week provided by Babcia uh, Marysia, as always. And your questions from the mailbag. Yes. So that is that is a stacked episode. Yeah, stacked. there's a lot to talk about. And I mean, I do want to dig into Zubidoo for sure, because... Um, he is an absolute force, but we have to, as always, we got to go ahead and discuss the uh, Dagon rumor report because a new week has passed and maybe that we've acquired new tremendous information, you know, like maybe there's something that we haven't figured out. So Berger, would you please tell us what the latest is on uh, Dagon? Well, I'm glad that you mentioned it because I think it's a, it's a staple of our, of our show. So as it happens, fresh new data that was collected by the Mars lander, which was analyzed by NASA. So this is, you know, this is no small thing, has indicated there is a fact a 100% chance of there being zero chance. So yeah. 100% of zero. Thank you, science, uh, for doing sciencey things, because without you, we would still be waiting on Dagon. But yeah, 0% chance. Basically, it's like 60% uh, of the time it works all the time, like every time. So like, But this is basically 100% of the time it works none of the time. Um, yeah. Uh, the, yes. the Gwent Wayback Machine was kind of light this uh, this week, and partially because, again, the Gwent uh, playgwent.com website wouldn't let me go further back than 2019 um, or to, it wouldn't let me go back further than like May of 2019 or something so I only got to see like two years prior but uh, this week in 2020 was when you could start registering I think for like the, the or like Android pre-registration or Android yes. release for the phone uh, for Gwent which was pretty big and I remember because I kind of got to tease a little bit of this information at one of the Gwent opens. I was at the caster desk and it was one of those things where it's okay, like, you know, part of the script was, oh, and you can tell him about the fact that Gwent is going to be on Android soon. I think it was because it was releasing on iOS and people were like, what about Android? And they said, yeah, they're like, you can tell them that it's going to be on Android very soon. And I was like, I got an Android. Where's my Gwent? And that was something along those lines. That's kind of how, how yeah. we, uh, we sold it. You know, in this case, like it, it took some time for Android to come out um, because the, they, they were separated. Like the first one that we did on iOS was actually much easier to um, to actually develop based on the iOS ecosystem, which is kind of a little bit different than what you see in Android. Because Android, you have many models of phones, like different ones that feature uh, Android-related stuff. And iOS, Apple is, when it comes to developing stuff for it, is very streamlined because you only have a limited number of uh, devices that it's supposed to work on. So it's much easier to, you know, to, to develop it and actually uh, port the whole thing. So from that standpoint, it was easy. But then, yeah, with with, with Android phones, like the pl plethora of phones that can actually um, run the game is big. And they also, there are some, of course, devices that might have Android, which is like an older model, but won't run the game. So you also need to take that into account where with Apple stuff, it's very like, 
simple. Like on these devices, it will run. These are the requirements. You need to hit them. And with Android, it's kind of like a it's 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 a lot harder to achieve. So that was that was kind of the the thing. But yeah, 2020 was the pre-registration. And fun fact, um, whenever we released on on mobile devices, we could see like a spike in player base, spike in revenue. So those nice. are good times, good times, good times. For yeah. Sure. Next thing you have to like release it for like Peloton and stuff. <laughs> Just increase some more revenue and viewers oh, and. Cool. Peloton, uh, you could put it in like a Tesla, uh, the vehicles. Um, I mean, they Man, drive. If like... I could get Elon on that, that would be awesome. Dude, like, the... you know, you get a Model S Tesla, it opens yeah. it up, you know, and then you can play Gwent on it. Easy. The cars drive themselves. Like, you need something yeah. to do. Might as well jam Gwent in the, in the you know, the dashboard console exactly. or something. Why exactly. the hell not? Uh, I know that I have definitely taken advantage of Gwent on Android being like sitting at airports and stuff and just jamming games here and there. Yeah, that's definitely uh, helpful. But that's yeah. that's basically it. Like in terms of Gwent history, like, I guess it was kind of a quiet week more or less in terms of like going back. But I mean, beginnings of the year are always kind of chill. Like we never, you never expect like big, big announcements uh, because everybody's kind of getting in the hang of it. Like especially like January is kind of the month where everything is ramping up and starting to, 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 you know, to get into it. February, you're kind of, you're, you're running on full steam, but you're working actually on the projects that are bound to be released, um, either March, April, May and stuff like that. So you like to, you like to hit those, but also like, if you think about the player base, like the good, the good times, uh, for, for, for any game, I think is always like beginning, like February is super good. That's also why you see like, a lot of games launching um, this month, and a lot of big updates coming out. Like we had a big update for Cyberpunk come out 1.5. So yeah, totally. Um, that is something that we see players kind of, you know, because it's still kind of, if you're in Europe, it's still kind of uh, winter season. So you're not really going a lot outside because the weather's only getting good. But when it's like summer season, and kids are off from school, then, you know, you, you kind of don't see as many players and, and, and people interested in, you know, buying stuff and, and, and focusing on games. Or, but there are always, you know, the people who always play games and always sit at home, like us. So <laughs> like good. us. I just, I, well, I just, I just, I, I pretty much like, if you, if you look at my life, I, I work out every day. It's either running or cycling, and then it's working. And in between meetings and working, I'm playing card games. And then after work, you know, you chill, you go for a walk, you come back, and then you watch a movie, and then you go to sleep. That's that's my day. Easy. Welcome oh. to pandemic life. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's been like two, two and a half years now, and we're already still digging into it. We're like, yeah, this is pretty much it. Like, this is what yeah. we do now. But it's funny, because if they opened up everything tomorrow, I'd be like, all right, time to wake up and play video games and uh, not leave the house. Like, so, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I was yeah, already like in this. Yeah, I agree. The only thing that changed for me in this case is I actually go to my local game store. At least I try to go like once a week just to play some paper magic and actually interact with people. And I think that's 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 kind of the the only thing that gives me the sense of community. Actually going, meeting people, talking to them, um, interacting, some fun banter. You know, uh, I recently went with the deck that I haven't played. I went. Uh, I think I only won like one best of three, and the rest, the rest of the the rest of the three ones that I played, I lost. But I played against this one guy, and I made like two mistakes. And after the, the game, he like pointed it out to me, and I was like, "Damn, I forgot about those things." So, you know, I like the process of 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 playing also live because 
right now we're kind of spoiled, like you and me. Like whenever we play any online game, like it counts everything for us. It does all the triggers for us. It remembers about the things that are supposed to proc at a certain time. Well, you as a human sitting in front of a table, thinking about stuff, you, you tend to forget about these things. So it's, it's good to get reminded about these things and actually know the game a little bit better. We definitely take that for granted. I spent the weekend in Philadelphia playing in a flesh, exactly. and, flesh and blood tournament. Oh my God. So I played, I decided to, um, uh, all right, well, I mean, just to sort of like rewind this. I was in Philadelphia this weekend for SCG Con. It's a, mostly a magic event, uh, but they had a flesh and blood like major tournament going on. And I said, damn nice. it. I'm like, it's a good way to go and just, you know, see the community and meet the community and mm -hmm. um, see some of my friends there, but also to play. And I was there to play. There was not no broadcast going on and whatnot, but I really wanted to go play. And I decided that, it's time to learn a new deck. It's time to acquire cards for a new deck. So I took what is probably one of the more complex decks to to figure out in pilot. And I said, like, let's do it. So I, I practiced my ass off. And I have the luxury and the privilege of being able to practice with, like, national champions. Like, I'm, um, I, I have, like, my little circle of friends uh, within that community includes people who have won national champions uh, championships and so practicing with them is it's always fascinating just to watch and they teach you and whatever but i went to go to this tournament and the amount of triggers that because the, the deck is very complex there's a lot of yeah. triggers of like um, to use i'll use gwent terms but there's a lot of triggers of like bloodthirst triggers and death wish triggers and things mm -hmm. along those lines but if you're not paying attention to them and how they stack and how they resolve, you're, you're, you, it's not on your opponent to figure it out. It's on you to make sure that you're doing the proper accounting exactly. for it. And um, I will say that I was in, immensely hungover in, in ways that I had not been in a long time. I managed to win two of my four games, which was a miracle because I That's was... That's nice. I, well, That's pretty good. I, I went two and two and then I dropped because I wasn't going to make the top eight, but I also mm -hmm. was going to... If I played a fifth game, I was going to puke all over the table. Like, that was how bad oh, it was. Man. Yeah, it was the worst. I don't mean to, like, turn this nasty and gross, but... Um, it was an awesome experience. Typical flake fashion, like prepare with the best pros, get everything ready and come the day when you're supposed to perform. The night before that, you go with friends, uh, you know, party a little bit too much. And then you show up to the event and you're like, oh, man, yeah. I practice all this time. Why? You know, but it, yeah, parties, parties better. The party was like, pretty good. Forget about it. Like the way that it went was... I get it. I practiced until about 11, 11.30 with, like, really good players. Yeah. And one of my friends who was there who had just picked up the game, he the, the place, the tournament was happening at a, a casino. So, Ooh. yeah, and we had a room at that casino, so... Um, he messaged me. He's like, "Yeah, I'm at I'm at one of the tables or at the bar, just having a, a drink. Like, when you're ready, just come up." So I got I got roped into playing like five more games than I wanted to in practice. But the guy who was practicing with, who is a top tier player, he's actually a former NFL player, which is awesome. Ooh, but he's an amazing card really player. Cool. This guy that's named really cool. Dalen Mack, and he's like, "One more game, oh, Flake. One nice. more, yeah, one more game, Flake. One more game, Flake. One more game, Flake." I'm like, "All right, all right, all right, all right." All right. <laughs> anyway, so I go up and. I got roped into five extra games and then I got roped into like five extra beers and it was, and 
in that's typical, how it starts. It is. And in typical Flake fashion, like, I had, like, two or three beers in me, and everybody was my friend. I'm like, you're my friend, and you're my friend. And you're I was, my friend. Yeah, yes. I got people buying me pizza. I got people buying me drinks. Anyway, Perfect. I went back to the room at, like, 3 a.m., and I had to be up at maybe 7.38 so I can go and down Ugh. and register. And it wasn't good. Long story short, it was an amazing, amazing experience uh in philadelphia and it it was one of those situations where um i had a lot of people who like to me the victory was the fact that people came up to me and said hey i really like your content and like you know oh, can i get a picture and i was like best. that's like, the best always oh so good i was like bam like i don't care if i win or lose it was just that when i would face people like i'd sit down against them they're like are you the guy who does the podcast for flesh and blood and i was like i am and they're like cool and then they would proceed to beat the living Aww. hell out of me but they're all nice people such nice people and that's what i yeah, miss the amazing. most it's also really cool like we have this opportunity uh, as card game players like when we go to any big event we get to actually meet the people who either create content for it like from from our side like from the company side like seeing that is is amazing itself but as a player you're able to interact with people who produce the content that you consume and it's like feels you know that they are very attainable. It's not something that, you know, like, I don't know, in sports, like you won't, you, it's not like you'll, you know, go to an F1 race and meet Lewis Hamilton, for example, right? It won't happen, right? But here you, you kind of, is is very accessible. Same goes with um, meeting like all the pros, like they they are there and you get to meet them and talk to them, interact with them, which is which is amazing. And I always love the aspect of that. So that's really cool. Yeah, you, you pair up against somebody and you never know who it's yeah. going to be. And sometimes it's like, holy hell, I'm pa paired up against you know, one of the best players in the world. I mean, it just so happens, like the random pairings, your first round is always the most fascinating. You know, if you play that first round, you're matched up against like a world champ. It, every, mm -hmm. Everyone's even Steven, everyone's zero and zero, yeah. so you never know. Yeah. And if you win your first match and then you keep going up the ranks, like you get started getting paired up with people who are, have, are a big deal, you know, and you're like, wow. Yeah. So it was a fascinating... Fascinating like experience. I, mentioned, I, I still remember when I used to be in pro rank when I when like back in the day and it was the first time I got like pitted uh, towards Colin Moen. I was I was sweating bullets in front of the keyboard. <laughs> it was like the first time I was like, I need to play well. And I was and I was so focused on trying to play well that I think I won round one. I was like, yeah, I won round one. Boy, I'm I'm the best. It's like, you have nothing on me. Who's calling Bowen? And then round two and three, I just got destroyed. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> like, dumpstered. Because totally. I played all the best cards round one. Just to say, at least, you know, I, I well, back in the day, I won round against Colomon. <laughs> I have a few of those under my belt of matching up against pros and, and beating them and, and in pro rank now you never know right so you're because yeah. you don't see their name and what's great is that i know that i'm part of the casting crew but there's a lot of uh, names like i don't pay attention necessarily to ladder standings and um or or other streams a lot or anything and oftentimes like when i was streaming and i would play and a match and then win and then you see the name appear and usually it's chat who's like oh my god it's xyz person or whatever yeah, 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 yeah. And, and i was like i I, 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 is that a big deal? Like, I don't know. Like, I, I won by like two points. Like, you know, it's, and they're like, no, you beat so and so and blah, blah, blah. And then it's just, it's like, oh, okay. But the amount of times that that happens versus the amount of times that the name pops up and you're like, oh, uh, you know, a tailbot just, uh, power bombed you through a flaming table. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, that is <laughs> much more accurate. Absolutely yeah. much more accurate. Yeah, that's that's not really what used to happen. Like they're they're amazing at the game. So I think they they did the, their vision when it comes to seeing all the plays and kind of you know 
going through them is, is, is bigger than anything that like we will ever have because of the sheer amount of replayability of the game that they do when they're practicing. It's, it's amazing. crazy. I mean, yeah. just like, I, I don't, I, I like to, like, I'm a good card player, but I'm not a pro and I'm, I'm very, very aware of that. Um, you know, like I can get to pro rank. I can, uh, maybe top eight a tournament um, in Flesh and Blood. I can, I've win, I've won many smaller tournaments. Like it's that's not it. But like when it comes to the big deal, like I know who these pros are, and I know what it takes to prepare, and I know that they're jamming in probably about twelve hours a day of yes. theory practice, um, and and just you know figuring things out. Because this dude that I was practicing with a lot, Dalen. He didn't settle on a deck and then tweak the deck. He brought mm-hmm. four decks and oh, wow. did not decide on the deck until the morning of. He's That's like, what they do, right? That's yeah. what pros actually do. They it, like wait till the last moment before they make the final decision. Yeah, and in in Flesh and Blood, it's not best of three. It's it's just one and done. Like it's just a mm-hmm. one. It's a one. So it's incredibly right. crucial. <laughs> yeah, it's incredibly incredibly crucial that your deck is built to withstand everything because if your deck is yeah. not if, if there's one glaring weakness and you bump into it even haphazardly like you're done like if you you're if you yeah, yeah if you match up you against can't your, sideboard or anything right you so you, you can sideboard so, so mm-hmm. the way that it goes is basically um you reveal the hero that you're playing and mm-hmm. then you can sideboard in and out but oh, you don't okay. you don't know what weapon they're using what equipment they're using etc so you don't know basically what their strategy is so if there's a hero that can have like a control strategy or an aggro strategy you don't know what to sideboard in but typically you can kind of surmise what there is so but the way that it works is like if your sideboard needs to be spot on to to be able to withstand like you need to turn an 80 20 scenario into a 50 50 and that's that's part of it and that's one of the aspects of pro play that um i'm i'm just i don't say i'm dipping my toe into but i'm around it and i'm i'm within that environment and it is incredibly fascinating not just how smart these players are but the amount of dedication and preparation that goes into yeah, it's incredible even a small tournament you know it's 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 bananas yeah it's crazy crazy and yeah i also like that pros get into groups even if it's like i know like i go to like local smaller tournaments or, or fnms and stuff like that and i know that people that are there like some of them are so close friends that they pretty much you know they play test with each other they play against each other they have a small group and they pretty much decide on the lineup and it's it's much easier to have like this like normally you have of course when it when we come to when we talk about the big pros like they have whole teams that are there that are behind the whole thing and they get to practice with other pros and it's even like the the thing that for me was 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 crazy was that in MTG like whole teams that were you know pretty much sponsored by 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 one thing or one company or whatever they would even like fly out to a house live there like or get an Airbnb or whatever and just practice 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 for like 2 weeks or even more just being like in this like creating this own their own kind of like small family community thing and and living in that and like pretty much the only thing they would be doing apart from that is like like you know they would take some time off they would cook together just do like chores together but apart from that they'll be playtesting 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 there's like cards everywhere them like putting decks together it's it's so amazing that you know the, the the like the community aspect is something that we always try to uh focus on especially when we're talking about it in this podcast but it has it's so big it's so cool i just love that aspect of it yeah it's it's 
passion that translates to community, right? And we've exactly. seen it. We've seen it with, you know, you have life coach and super JJ, right? Like that's that is like it's not necessarily a team. It's like this power pair of two yeah. amazing players. Um, you know, um, it was the same thing for for flesh and blood at the nationals. Uh, there was a player who flew in from New Zealand to play in a bunch of these, and he stayed there for a wow. month and flew around yeah. the U.S. to to play in all these events. But it was him That's and amazing. yeah, but it was him and a, a few other players. But it was the same thing, and it was like as soon as because there's no digital client for this game, so the metas mm -hmm. are or the meta snapshots occur when these major tournaments come out, and you see what yeah. people are playing. So it's mm -hmm. like okay, and it's like back to the study board, and all right, what are the threats? Let's build those decks, let's test them, and then it's like all right, let's get. I want like 30 reps so that I have data that I can mm -hmm. analyze. What is this card good? How many times was it good? How many times was it bad? Is it worth it? Is it not? It's beyond. It's amazing, right? It it's is amazing. But I but I love this whole aspect for it because a lot of people don't even think about these things. They think that it's just you know someone sitting at home and putting together a deck. Yeah, you know this this will work together. Like let's let's play. But no, like the, the amount of work that they put in prep is like you think like. Because people sometimes say, oh, you know, like, like this is not a real sport. It is because the amount of training that goes into it and the mental game and kind of the preparation and kind of the sacrifices that you need to do is very similar to what you see in like normal training. If someone is lifting weights every day, if someone's cycling every day, running, whatever, it's, it's nothing different than, you know, them training, but their training just consists of replaying, replaying, and then checking also stats and putting things together and play testing more and Going back to the drawing board, it's just, ah, oh, it's so amazing. I love that aspect of it. Well, if it's so easy, it's the same thing as just making it to pro rank or being a pro player. If it's just about the deck, then go buy the deck and play it and become a world champion, right? Yeah. It's not just yeah. about the deck because the information, the tools are there. It's the same thing. It's like being an artist. Here's paint. Here's a paintbrush. Go make a masterpiece. Exactly. Yeah. Is it really easy? Go Is it really it. that awesome? It's not. So a lot of props to all these uh, pro players. And I was there firsthand in Philadelphia, and I, I was within that mix. And I have another uh, really big tournament uh, coming up this weekend. I've got a whole bunch nice. of them. Yeah, it's like I'm 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 just all in um, in terms of uh, – you know, uh, not necessarily competitive play, but like I feel the competitive fire with this game, and I, I love playing Gwent, and I love playing Gwent at a high level. It it's it really engages me, but I don't have the same fire from a competitive standpoint. I love casting Gwent. That to me is the that you're awesome at it. So well, I appreciate <laughs> that, and like I, I I sincerely do. And and the thing is, is that like I see these players, and I've played this game for five six years, and I I'm, I know that I will never attain that. And uh, you know, if I I would need to dedicate six months and have a team around me to say like, okay, to get me from where I am to where I need to be, and I'm not into that. And like I'm I'm very comfortable and happy being the person who brings the action to everybody else and narrates it and and you know creates the narratives and and describes it that to me is the best part about it when it comes to flesh and blood like playing that card game i am i am so sold on it i just I, I nice. love i love the feel and i love the people it gets that, your competitive juices flowing <laughs> it does it does and that that existed in me with gwent and but the thing mm -hmm. is is that the fire for me to broadcast gwent is so much more you know, intense and yeah, and and it, it outshines uh, any any way of me wanting to compete in Gwent. I that's just me. 
Nice, incredible. So you had it. So to, to to sum up, you had an awesome, amazing, great weekend, and you're gonna repeat that weekend this weekend. <laughs> yes, uh, the weekend here is gonna be more local. So it's uh, it's it's like a tournament somewhere like an hour away, and it's not like the worst thing in the world. And um, I feel like the field is gonna be pretty a lot weaker than where I was. So uh, mm-hmm. if I can go two and two while severely hungover in a strong field on a deck that I just picked up. I feel fairly. You might top eight easily, though. Right? I am confident I like that I can. I, I am very confident that I can top eight. I just need to spend the rest of the week practicing. But say la vie. That's it. But it's been a good week for me. Like all, uh, all in all, like just good news, uh, plenty. I'm just feeling really good about things. And and it's it's Wednesdays, like I said, are just such a great day to look forward to. But dude, I think like overall, like looking into last week and and the beginning of this week, like just based off of the tweets that you were tweeting, like I could see that you're so hyped, like you're you're riding this 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 way of high positivity. I mean, you even got me so excited that I even started like checking out and like learning more about Flesh and Blood, and I was like, maybe I'll ask Flake to teach me how to play the game. And I know you taught like no control, and I know he's like super good at it now, <laughs> and. Uh, which is like amazing because I mean the guy he used to play Gwen also he's he's a great card game player you cannot take that away from the dude shout out to him if he's watching because he's an amazing person and um, yeah I mean the the hype from you and the excitement made me excited to kind of like check it out and I was I started reading the things and kind of getting interested in looking at the top tier decks and kind of how they're structured and the whole like hero thing it's interesting it's a it's a different different card game than than, than i was expecting it to be to well be there's a tournament in krakow in in on easter weekend and i am very nice. i am in april in april and i am very very uh on the fence of if i want to go but Dude, if you come to warsaw like i will drive you there myself well that's we'll what i'm go. saying i like i didn't want to impose Easy. and, and Easy. i was but like remember i because i messaged you i said hey it's how far is it? And you're like 300 kilometers or something. I'm like, that's a bike ride. It's no big deal. You know, like just yeah. carry well, me. We have in- a car, so we can just take a car. <laughs> like we don't, we don't need a bike ride. Carry me and in your train, basket. Trains go there like super well. Krakow is a beautiful city. It's a good also city to, you know, hang out, party. Um, we have friends there. So, dude, there's a lot of also Gwen people there. So I think we could totally do like a thing out of it. Well, uh, we, we'll talk Come after down. this. If, if you want to spend the weekend in, in Krakow with me, um, I could teach you the game, and we can go from yeah, there. Yeah, that'd be cool. Well, we could do our, we could record a, a on location special edition of the Flurza experience there. Like it could be awesome. Ooh, snap! That'd be amazing. And I could like whenever a, a player beats me or makes a cool play, I can say things like Kurchaki, oh, <laughs> oh, Linder, oh my gosh, you know. <laughs> Just bust them all out. I'm gonna come with a T-shirt of my with my Bapcha's yeah. face on it. Yeah, <laughs> so, like best quotes, like yeah. the face here and best quotes in the back. <laughs> yeah, the, the the greatest hits. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! Amazing. Oh boy. And that's uh, that's it. Yeah. So I mean, last awesome piece of news was that um, I got uh, picked up by Channel Fireball to do content. So Woo-hoo. it's 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 been a pretty Amazing. pretty good week for me. I gotta say. Uh, not to say that like. It just fell in my lap. There was a lot, a lot of work that I did to get there, but uh, yeah. I'm. You deserve I'm, it, dude. Well, I appreciate you deserve it. Deserve it because it's freaking amazing. Like for for people who are in the card game world, like if you know what Channel Fireball is, is there is they're amazing, and they have they have some of the best pros in card games like ever, like playing playing in their teams, especially when it comes to MTG. That's 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 the kind of crowd that I know. So that is that is no small feat. That is a big thing. Like they have a store. They even have sleeves that have the Channel Fireball logo. They're like a big thing. 
here in Poland, because if someone is able to actually get them, because I think Channel Fireball, like they did like an MTG tournament, I think once in Warsaw, and you were able to buy all the swag. Like I think people still bought that swag and they still come to like local tournaments and kind of show it off. Like, hey, look at me, I have all the CFB stuff. I'm, I'm like, I'm cool, I'm part of the cool kids. So <laughs> it is a big deal, it is a big deal. I will do my best to get you some uh, CFB <laughs> swag. Because when, when we roll up to, to Krakow, first of all, what kind of car is it out of curiosity? It's a, it's a Mazda six. It's a model 2019, so it's fresh, dude. And right. It's a it's a wagon. It's a big one, so we can take Dominika, Geralt, and everybody, and we can do like a whole road trip out of it. That could, I'm all for it. Uh, so me and you in the front, and Dominika in the back. Uh, Geralt uh, on my lap. It's gonna be pretty sweet. Um, Got it. I'm in, man, dude. We'll talk because this. I'm all for it, dude. I really, really, really want to go. And it's, uh, I'm, I miss... sitting right next to me. She just looked over. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, we're planning Krakow in April. That's what we're doing. Woo! The reuniting of the brothers. <laughs> it's happening. There's the, there's the thumbs up. Tell her, I'll, yes. I will bring her, Approved. I'll bring her the candy she likes. Cause last time I was there, um, I gave her some candy and then when we were planning to go back and it, it got all I got remember. canceled. Yeah. I bought like a stack of them so that when I came, I would just give them to her so she could have a bunch yeah. of them. And I never, we never, I never made it back. So I'll come and bring her the candy she likes. But, um, like is bringing candy. So we're good to bribe you. Okay. Another thumbs up. So we're good. We are good to go. <laughs> um, so yeah. Double and thumbs up. So we even got double. <laughs> two. All right. Well, we got yes. double approval. That's like, yes. We're, we're golden now. But, uh, all right. Easy. Let's let's get into this na this this absolute beast of a human being by the name of Zuby Doo. But if we're gonna talk, we go deep into Gwent here. I need to I need to make a quick change. So if you if, if you'll excuse me for just a second, ladies and gentlemen, we have a world premiere. The update of the flake chair. Welcome to the world. Oh of the yeah, <laughs> I have the official witcher branded gaming chair that uh, we're twins now we are twins i mean we're not gonna if we're gonna be brothers if we're gonna be twins we need to have all the same uh the same things you know um just on the different side of the world so this is a good start exactly. um yeah i mean i like your i like your star wars shirt i also need to, need to dig get it yeah it's like a nice, nice homage to the beatles and, yeah but in, a, in a different way my mom got it for me and i think she said something Perfect. like she's like there look they're going to school i'm like that's i don't think that's what that is but i appreciate it <laughs> <laughs> so, the imperial march yeah the imperial march straight from recess back to class exactly um so zubidu our good friend zubidu has gone seven and zero in gwent trivia and Ooh. It is obscene, and I've said this a few times on the show. Imagine if Zubidoo was not the first contestant. You know, he could have just been, like, showed up late in the season, and uh, it wouldn't have been as big of a story as it is. But in reality, you know, after episode one, after episode two, after episode three, I was like, something's up here. Like, is he cheating? Like, what's the deal? Not that I just, uh -huh. like, I think he's a bad dude. And, like, he, I was like... I was like, damn, like, I, I need to write harder questions. And I, I really struggled to sit there. And basically, the mm -hmm. way it goes is, you know, we usually record it on, like, a Thursday or a Wednesday or a, a Friday for publication on, like, Saturday. And so I write the episode usually a couple days before so that Mark Theus can, you know, put it together and whatnot. And, uh, like... It used to be that I'd spend like a half hour writing questions and then it became like hours because I had to sit there and try to figure out odd interactions and weird little 
nuggets of of whatever so that not to make the questions ultra hard because that was never the yeah. the goal was to, for people to answer the questions dude i i just want to say like the first one i was the questions were so much easier because the second one when we and ryan we came in like i think zubidoo pretty much he he upped the level of the whole show like basically that's yeah. what he did he put the, the bar was like level he took it one inch up and i think with each episode it was just going up and up and up and up right um it is a thing of beauty frankly and i'm a big jeopardy fan i love jeopardy and i love trivia um i'm usually the ringer when it comes to trivia like whenever there's a, a trivia contest or whatever i am undefeated in trivial pursuit this is a true story wow yeah i am undefeated in trivial pursuit uh playing dozens of games through like through college and and whatever uh i just trivia in general is like my favorite i used to do it every weekend at the like every week at the pub with my buddies uh we were our, nice. our team name was team bone sauce <laughs> don't ask me why it was just very bone. aggressive oh yeah sauce. we were team bone sauce which was awesome and my specialty because in this pub trivia that we used to have there was like general knowledge stuff and our team that we had was like six six buddies and we yeah. were so well-rounded in terms of what we knew we had like all of us were super into sports. We had a couple people who were into like, uh, you know, international relations and politics and stuff like that, and history buffs and like history majors. We had everything covered, and there was a part of it where it was ten snippets of songs. They'd play two seconds of a song, and you needed to know mm -hmm. the name of the of the song and the artist. And that was like. That's where it's like, okay, that's all flake. And I would get like nine that's out of 10 every time. For you, right? Oh God. And cause they usually like, they'd be like, all right, this one's uh, we're going way back to the nineties for this one. I'm like way back to the nineties. This is like, dude, that's not way back. That's my jam. <laughs> that's my wheelhouse. Just crushing it. But to see Zuby do come in and just absolutely posterize everybody without and he did it in such a humble manner and he did it in such yeah. a jovial manner and he was such a joy to have on the show and he's somebody that was you know not necessarily the most known in the community prior to this and i'm not saying that i you know it's because of glenn trivia that he became a little bit more known but i love the fact that that gwen trivia added to uh his lore you know that gave exactly. that that put him into the spotlight as being not just a really nice person and a fun person but somebody who is a, an an a beast at at the game yeah, and and the knowledge of it so and the attention to details so i need to i need to spend i know that we talked about this i think last episode in terms of how great he is but he just swept the season, and I think more people need to know who Zubidoo is and just his level of, of intellect when it comes to the game, exactly. you know. So good for yeah, him. Yeah, he also, he also streams the game. Like, he's building a community around himself, and I think that, you know, this kind of the trivia gave him a lot more exposure, and I think more people now, like, see him and, and validate him as a, as, a, as a person who is really passionate about the game, who knows a lot about the game itself, and you know who's who's gonna you know take this and, and put it into streaming and actually make a make you know make a thing out of it and build a community around it, which is which is super amazing and super cool because like you said he he fully deserves it. He came in and destroyed it. And I, I also know he like I, I talked to him. He wants he's thinking about maybe uh, casting some some Gwent in the future and and to 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 yeah to put in a, like a small league like me and Vlad we we've been talking about it because we actually want to do it like at least start with some qualifiers or something. 
because um, he's amazing. He knows a lot about the game. He has a super cool personality. He's super humble, super nice. He gets excited about everything. I, I remember when I first did like a, because he actually came up with the idea to have Twig with guests. So that was kind of something that he kind of said that he would like to do it together with me. And that's where it all started from. And then I, you know, I noticed him a lot more and I saw him a lot more. Um, and, you know, the first impression that he had on me is like, he, he's super humble, super excited, super happy. And it's just, uh, it's awesome to meet people like that. It's just amazing. Plus, and he has the knowledge to back it up and he, he showed it. 7-0, that's, that's like a, a Gwen Trivia Hall of Famer, like... Yeah. Status instantly. Well, the other season we used to have Christo on, like, as, like, our our idea was the fact that, first of all, like, Christo and I have known each other for over 30 years. Like, we're brothers. I think I mentioned this before. And I've always wanted to collaborate with him on something. And I said, I'm like, here, this is something that we can do together. I'll host it. You can just be the the recurring guest. And the way that Mark Leas said, he's like, you know how, like, in Hollywood Squares, the center square, so to speak, is always the same person. It's like, we can have that with Chris. Chris is entertaining. He's knowledgeable. he's He's a great dude. And uh, so we had that for for season one, and I and then we said like, what if we did something along the lines of the the winner is invited back? Now, obviously, it's not always possible, so we'll see from episode to episode if they want to come back. And um, there's a lot of pairings of of people, so it's like Lionheart and Tia, like that's a pair. So we needed somebody to sort of uh, fill in the extra third spot, uh, and that's where we landed on Zuby yeah. for episode one. And I figured, I'm like, okay, that's great. Let's, you know, it's going to be good. Like, he's a good dude. And then he just crushed it. And then episode two, yeah. crushed it. Three, four, five. So I, like like you mentioned, I'm so glad that he has taken the initiative to sort of um, just complete, continue to sort of grow his own community, his own image, exactly. because he's somebody that I think a lot of people need to be aware of. And um, there's always chatter about... I mean, I've been here since the beginning, and a lot of people always talk Same. about the OGs and this and that, and, oh, I miss this person, and I miss that person, and yada, 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 and whatnot, and I get it, and, like, there, there's a lot of people that we wish would, would have either stayed or come back or whatever, because they're just good people, but there are so many new people as well who are phenomenal, and people need to understand that as games evolve, so do the communities, and there's more personalities that get, yeah. you know, thrust into the spotlight of being of being worthy of your attention, worthy of your um, of your of your praise and of your viewership, et cetera. And I believe that he is somebody that everybody should should tune into. And I always say, I'm like, if you're in Zuby's stream, start firing trivia questions at him, like just exactly. off the fly, man. Because and just test them, test them. Because yeah. there's only so he many. He will dumpster all of them. <laughs> well, that's it. He will crush you. He will absolutely dumpster everything that you you throw his way, and he'll do it in a fun way. And I think that in the, over the course of seven episodes, I think he only got like three answers wrong. Like he buzzed yeah. in and got three incorrect or something like that. Like it's insane. Which doesn't happen often for him. Like if you look at the whole season, like going seven zero and making three mistakes, that's that's nothing. That's totally nothing. Yeah, don't it's worry like about a margin it. of error that you can get. It's like a minimum. Yeah, and like you mentioned, I think a lot of people get stuck like in the past saying like, oh, I miss this and this person. Like. But you're kind of forgetting that this community is changing, it's growing, there's new people coming in that create different types of content, new stuff. And it's just like you need to appreciate it from this kind of standpoint and this aspect of it because because it's freaking amazing. But still, I mean, there are people like I, uh, a couple of months ago, Mogwai flew in here to Warsaw and uh, he came over to Panda's house. So it was Panda, Ryan, uh, Mogwai, 
uh, Mogwai's girlfriend, Shermie, who I also know, she also used to stream Gwen, like, uh, and she also did a lot of cosplay for us. And like having all these people in one house, I was just like one super awesome epic night just, just to see everybody. Because like you said, like, of course you want people to stay, but sometimes they move on because of personal reasons, because they change their interests or maybe they want to move on to something else. And that's totally fine. But like you, you get to meet them and you, and you, you form this awesome relationship and you want that thing to kind of, you know, it's an awesome part of your life that you always look upon. Like I got to meet these people. They were amazing. They were super cool. Like it's already there. And, and, and I know that, you know, if I don't meet them in Gwent, I will meet them in a different, you know, when we'll be in different spots of our lives and still, Will be amazing because we met before and we're still buddies and it's just super super cool and amazing so i love that i love that but like i like i mentioned like numerous times the community aspect of, of card games is like still the best number one thing for me That's yeah why i love it i mean the my first uh foray into it was uh a, a lot of those memories where i'm like you know when you're just sort of listening I'm like i got to have a kulevsky with with pavel Berja and i got to be put in a rear naked chokehold by mogwai i'm like what else can yeah. you ask for at a tournament you know yeah. is to cat like perfect weekend <laughs> yeah is to broadcast this amazing tournament interview some great people and then you know nearly pass out because uh mogwai is <laughs> putting you in like a brazilian jujitsu choke out yeah. so i'm like sweet yeah. like those are the best like taekwondo or something so he used to train professionally so the, the guy knows what he's doing like he's a machine he's awesome but he likes to take to take it over like too far he likes to go a bit too far uh, just a little bit that's just a wife for you <laughs> well i mean i only almost lost consciousness so it's okay uh yeah i tapped out we're good um <laughs> speaking of a lot of these old names uh, there's a lot of discussion some people were asking about the faction ambassador system and it's a, it's it's an antiquated uh system in my opinion i mean i'm going to be completely honest mm -hmm. here i think that there's because in reality if you're doing the the roundup of it i mean who, other than shinmiri the faction ambassadors are, are are for the most part either not really playing or or so uh, i don't say associated with gwen because that's not the right term but they're not playing or streaming the game very much like you know um mcbeard is the northern realms um uh, pumpkin is the scoyatel uh jagras nilfgaard uh who else oh trinet syndicate and then you have Squatel, uh, sorry, not Squatel, uh, Skellige, who's Shinmiri, who's who's been you know rock solid since the beginning. Yeah. Um, I I'm just wondering if if the faction ambassador system is something that is going to get revisited, or has it just been sort of left to uh, adrift? Some, something something that we kind of I think we mentioned it to the Gwen partners, but I don't think that it ever officially went out that it's something that we do not plan to continue in any way. Like we want to work on and focus on the partners program and change it a lot this year if, if, if possible, like based off how we kind of do like influencer related stuff within CDPR over, over less and kind of, you know, players who are partners or who create content for us. Um, so we want to pursue that and kind of work on the program from, from that aspect. Um, of course, we have uh, a group of players that we kind of stay in touch who are part of like a special council uh, when it comes to talking about patches and stuff like that, that's that's another thing that that is happening. But when it comes to ambassadors, like we, for after some time, we felt like it is something that doesn't make sense in the long haul because, I mean, you can have someone associated with one faction. Would they be playing that one faction always? No. Would they be only creating like content for that faction? No. Should we be limiting them to be doing only that for one faction? No. So we kind of got to a point where like. Let's work on the partners program. Let's work on that, but let's not force ourselves to do ambassadors. Like, because 
you know, this is something that would have to be like rotating at least, I don't know, on a yearly basis, you'd have to go back to the drawing board and check like, okay, should I, should this person still be ambassador or should we like pass on the gauntlet to someone else? Then we felt like, the, do, do people actually do that in, um, you know, in, in, in other CCGs? Like people, like people naturally gravitate towards being specialists in a given archetype, in a, in a given uh, deck or given um faction in our in our in our case and let them do it let them create content for that the community will find them i don't think we need to put like an additional stamp on them and make them make them ambassadors so we got to a point where we kind of said like let's let's just not um pursue it further and we thought that that message kind of went out because i, I mentioned it a couple of times but i think it never like hit it like people never understood that okay they're not going to do anything about it they kind of go back to the old articles and see okay, these people are ambassadors while they're not really doing anything uh, for the game. So should they still be them? Well, yeah. the ambassadors are no more. So, I mean, it, so it's something that doesn't exist no more, right? Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it was cool when it started and it was very functional when it began, but things yeah. change, like we mentioned. I mean, the game evolves, so does the community. And uh, as part of that, like the way that the community and the and the game interact also evolves. And faction ambassador system is something that was cool at the time, much like faction challenges, right? Like those, yeah. those were okay. Those needed tweaking and whatnot, but those have seen, you know, those are now long gone as well. And that. and that's it. So um, I think it's time for the uh, Bob Chemanisha Polish word of the week. I don't know about you, Pavel, but I... Perfect. All right. So this one again is supplied by Mama Flake, who, uh, who who shout out to Mama Flake. Yep, she uh, she's uh, she landed in Florida. She texted me this morning because she's uh, she she's retired. Same with my dad, and they own a condo in Florida, so they go nope. back and forth. So she texted me, and she's like, uh, "I got a text from my mom saying landed safely in Florida. I love you. Enjoy your you know enjoy your whatever. Have fun with Pavel." She said she mentioned you by name. Aww. Yeah, and uh, then yes. I got. And I then recognize I, my mom. And then I got a text from my dad saying, the peace and quiet is now over. Your mom has arrived. Uh, so I'm like, okay. So my dad went there like a few days early. So nice. <laughs> it's like, all right. Uh, okay. So here's the context. The context is it's my my jaja, my, my grandfather, who is either playing cards with his buddies or my uncles. Uh, he's doing stuff, whatever. Um, and it's my babcha who's yelling at him and nagging him and it's my jaja actually who says as my babcha's nagging him says spievai dale spievai dale uh, so if you can just kind of um tell us a little bit about what that is so spievai dale uh, as as you see it's, it's it starts with a she which is very difficult to say if you're if you're not someone from uh, of course poland um means spievai is sing so so Spiewajdali means sing on, but in this case, he was like, yeah, keep on talking, keep on talking. He's like, keep on talking. <laughs> He's like, I don't care. You can keep on talking, you can keep on talking. I'm still going to be doing my thing. Uh, so you can, you know, you can keep on going with that. So that's 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 kind of the, 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 in this context, that's what it means. But normally what it just means is that, yeah, keep on singing, like literally the literal meaning, meaning of it. Okay, I'm going to bust this out. When I'm at a tournament and I'm playing and somebody's upset that I keep like, Doing something like dale, as I keep playing cards and keep busting their busting them up. Um, so there you go. That's nice. your Babcha Marisha Polish word of the week, dale, which means keep nice. singing or sing on. 
So whenever somebody is telling you that you need to, you know, is nagging you or bothering you, you look them straight up in the face and you say, dale, and keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. Even if they don't understand you, you still got it one over them by saying that. So you got to, I don't know. So I, I'm guessing that uh, Domenico, who's right next to you, cannot hear me say this. So uh, no. you can just kind of nod or give a thumbs up. But next time that she tells you to do something, uh, like let's say you're, you're about to go for a bike ride or you're fixing your bike or doing something. Um, and she's like, uh, um, you gotta this, peel the potatoes. <laughs> yeah. Th this is my Dominica impression. Pavel! <laughs> Pavel! <laughs> we need more pierogi. Go get pierogi. And then you're going to be like, you're always on your bike, Pavel. Go get pierogi. <laughs> That's I, she doesn't sound anything like that, and I love her to death. I, she's awesome. She's always been super kind to me, but uh, in my mind, that's what she sounds like. Which is to me, like I think that that voice was. I used to always also bother Jaggerus with that voice. I think that was my Jaggerus voice as well. Yeah, it's true. I remember those. Yeah. So um, there you have. I remember it. the little banter. That was awesome. Oh, her and I, man. She still owes me waffles. Um, she was supposed Ooh. to. Well, because when we're casting together, like way back when at the hotel, there was um, at when we'd go for breakfast at the hotel, there was like a, an omelet or not an omelet, a, a waffle maker in a waffle bar. Ooh. And I just I would always tell her, I'm like, all right, you know, like uh, she'd come back with waffles. And I'd be like, where's my waffles? And then she'd be like, get your own damn waffles. I said, no. <laughs> I said, uh, you get some waffles and you get them. Yeah. From, and anyways, and we just joke around. So she, whenever she talked, like we, we joke around, she's always talking about, she's like, yes, I still owe you waffles. I'm like, all right, as long as I have That's that in amazing. my back pocket. Yeah. Yeah. She, she got to remember about that. I mean, she, waffles, it's, it's, it's important. It's yeah. Important. I love waffles, dude. I'm, and she's like, I'm, why I'm, are you telling me this? Why are you yelling? And I'm just like, Spiavai, dale, Spiavai, dale. <laughs> All right. Um, that's uh, the Polish Word of the Week, ladies and gentlemen. We will be right back in just a couple minutes. Uh, not even, because uh, we have no sponsors, right? So there's... What do you mean? What about Blue Jeans? Blue Jeans Bar and Grill. I don't know what it's called. Yeah, I think it's called Cafe Blue Jeans. I actually Googled it. Cafe Blue Jeans. I don't know where it is. I Googled it. I couldn't find the address. Um, I couldn't reach out to my cousin because I was away, but... Uh, Blue Jeans, Cafe Blue Jeans in Poland, uh, our unofficial sponsor. <laughs> so go check them out. We'll be right back with the mailbag. Hang tight. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the mailbag. So we'll be answering questions that came in uh, from the community through Reddit and Twitter. And um, Flake, you wanna you wanna start or should I start? Uh, I'll start. I'll start. Uh, this one comes in from Kachigar uh, at Kachigar on Twitter. It says, "Guys, I love you. Thanks for the show. Love you too. We love you too. Yeah. You know what? In fact, we love you more. So we win." Um, <laughs> I love this question, by the way. This was probably one of my favorite questions ever. Uh, who would you say will have a better experience, a Canadian in Poland or a Pole in Canada? Let's say we are looking at a year of living without opposite country language knowledge. And overall, how comparable do you think 
uh, is living in these uh, countries? Uh, this is a great question, and I am Ooh. so well positioned on this one, man. For me, it's easy. For me, it's easy. I think uh, looking into how many Poles have uh, migrated throughout the years to Canada, I think we feel they're a lot at home, and I think there are like I think there are in some port, some some places like I think in Toronto or. Uh, or somewhere else that you have whole like neighborhoods that are just Poles and like the Polish people, they have their own shops, they have their own accountants, they have their own like everything there. So they pretty much, I think it also happens in New York and Chicago in the States. So uh, where we have our, our, our locals, let's say. Uh, so I think also like taking a language into account on this, same thing. I think it's, it's, it's much easier for us to pick up English than it is for someone that knows English to pick up uh, Polish. Um, so that, that would be my answer in, in, uh, in, in short. The, the amount of Polish people in my neighborhood here, it is a very, very heavily Polish, uh, community here in, in the part of Toronto that I'm in. And, uh, to the point where like, I'll be in line at a Starbucks and the people ahead of me are speaking Polish to each other, like really loudly thinking that nobody understands them when in reality everyone understands them so they'd be like exactly. so if someone's taking too long like ordering they'll be like not so on robbie so to yes and they're like and like but everyone understands like everyone freaking understands what they're saying because everyone there there's a good chance that like my neighborhood there's a lot of polish people um yeah i like my mother was born in poland moved to 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 canada um, I've been to Warsaw, you know, a half dozen times. And what I found is that myself, even though I do speak some Polish, when I was there, mm -hmm. there was so much English that is being spoken in Warsaw. There's so much um, that in reality depends. Like if you take somebody from Poland and put them in my neighborhood, they will thrive yeah. and they will feel so exactly. at home. Like you mentioned, it's like, okay, this is like, there's so many Polish delis and this and that. And like, if you need to go to a tailor, there's a Polish tailor, a Polish this, a Polish that, like, it's no problem. And myself in, um, in Warsaw was the same way. Like I was able to walk around Warsaw by myself and not feel worried that I was going to be misunderstood or I'd get lost or I'd be, you know, have trouble with anything. It was no, yeah. so I think that in reality, depending on where you go, um, that uh, somebody from Poland going to Canada, if they're in the right area, it'll feel, I don't yeah. want to say like home, but it'll feel pretty, pretty, much. pretty close. Yeah, I remember um, I visited New York a couple of years back and uh, I actually went to the part that was fully like, like Polish and it was incredible because all the shops, like the shop, the hairdresser, the guy that, you know, can fix your shoes or whatever, everybody spoke, spoke Polish. Like the whole street was talking in Polish. So it's easy. Also, we had this one, time where there were a lot of people migrating to London. I remember like uh, I went for a trip to London, like on vacation. I was like, oh, I really want to see London and uh, it's going to be an awesome experience. And, you know, uh, I, I love how the British speak and stuff like that. Um, I get off on the airport. I go to a train that transitions uh, straight to the, the city center. Um, I go through like two stops. A guy work, like jumps in. And he is, um, and I think he was just like, you know, someone who, I don't know, like blue collar worker stuff like that goes in, starts swearing in Polish, like <laughs> from the top of his lungs. And I was like, oh man, I just wanted to like not be in Poland. Why? <laughs> why is this happening? Like why? So 
It's everywhere. Um, yeah. Like North America is more of, depends on like there are certain areas like New York, uh, Toronto, Montreal. Um, there are like major cities have pockets of culture from, you know, uh, from all over the world. Like it's, it's fascinating. You can go, you could be put, you know, blindfolded and put onto one street and you'd think you're in Italy or you think mm-hmm. you're in here or you think you're there. So it's like, it's a wonderful, wonderful place to live. And uh, I felt very welcome in Warsaw as well. So I think that's yeah. uh that that's your answer. That both are definitely easy ish, kind well, of. Yeah, I agree. But I think I think like you mentioned, for us going to 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 Canada or for us going to the states, I think it's much easier because we already kind of settled there. So uh, <laughs> you're already have, on your way have, here. <laughs> yeah, we we have our stuff there because yeah, like back in in the communist times in Poland, like people were fleeing, you know, as soon as they could. Like I have a lot of friends who. Who moved to the states like um who are much older than me um and they've been living there for so many many years and they feel like straight at home and like when i was comparing like their english with my english like my english because i was there as a kid just to uh like you know learn it in school was on a higher level but they didn't need like a high level of english because the most of the delis and places that they went to that everybody spoke polish so you don't really need to have all the language skills same goes for anyone. There are people who like help you with all the uh, government related stuff and with all the documents and they speak Polish, but they help like handle the stuff for you. So they need to know the language well, so you don't have to know the language that well. So it kind of facilitates the whole process, which is which is perfect for them, right? The hospital that I stayed in, uh, I was there for, you know, I was there for four months. I saw hundreds of nurses easily, probably about 30% of them were Polish and spoke Polish, which was great because a lot of the people that were in the hospital spoke very little English. So it was very, very awesome. But my mom was like, when she would come visit, it was like the best because she's like, she would just chat with all the patients nice. and all the nurses in Poland and Polish and whatever. And that was that. That's amazing. That's really cool. All right. Next up, uh, go for it. Next up, we have a question from... Trey, aka the third Larry, 85, once again, the third Larry. Um, This is a question for me. When you look at the way the Witcher games uh, brought a lot of attention to Poland's culture, folklore, and the country in general, what do you think? How does it make you feel? And how do you feel being part of the team that was such an integral part in that? So this this is a really nice loaded question. And to be honest, to to be very very frank and honest, uh, I feel humbled, but I also don't feel like I am the person in some way responsible for this in 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 any way because I joined the company when Witcher Three came out, so that is a moment where kind of things started to happen. But I think it was still before we got like a lot of lot of like recognition from from players and from uh, even people outside kind of like the, the the gaming culture, let's say, where kind of started to become something more of the mass media, let's say. Um, because I think like people who tried the books for the first time, they kind of then also, like when they tried the game for the first time, they, they moved on to the books. So the other way around. And once they did, they got into Polish like culture, folklore, because the Witcher world is, is has a lot of like Slavic folklore in it, like embedded within the thing. Even if you look at some of the monsters and some of the the, the characters that you have there, like they're very heavily based in our uh, folklore, which is kind of something that is maybe a little bit forgotten now, especially by younger generations, let's say. I don't want to be like the old guy saying like, oh, back in those days, like your kids would remember. Um, but it kind of started growing and becoming a thing like more and more. And 
it was amazing to kind of be a witness to the whole process to kind of like see it happening um i still can't remember like the the amounts of messages like we would get from people saying like the stuff that you do is amazing the games are great i i because of the games i came in and i wanted to see like how how what poland is like i still remember like there were people writing and like people that i know like only out of emails but i would give them like okay go to this city go to this place check this and this out so like like tourist trips uh because they were like fans of the witcher 3 because of an email that they sent to a media box, which they thought like nobody's gonna read, but we go through all these things and we kind of reply to people, uh, which also like surprises them that we take our time to do it. Because I mean, if you send like an email to like, let's say other gaming company, I don't think you will always get an answer. You might, of course, I might be mistaken, but I think knowing from like myself, like whenever I was trying to contact any company, you normally send an email and you get nothing back. Um, while here we actually, you know, always took the time to reply. And I remember when I was a junior, I would reply to all these. I would give people like, you know, tourist trips, uh, tourist tips on what trips to take in Poland and where to go. That was that was kind of amazing. And, and the other aspect was that people were coming to the studio uh, from all around the world, like people from Brazil, people from, I don't know, from like everywhere. I like South Africa, parts of Europe, Russia, States. Any, anywhere, like any place that you can you can think of. And, you know, I, whenever they come came by the studio um, or I answered their email, I was like, yeah, if you're ever in the studio, just I can't we can't really let you in and show you around because we're working on confidential stuff. But I would love to go down and actually talk to you and stuff like that. So, you know, a couple of months pass and they actually come and I get to talk to them and get to interact with them. So that's like freaking amazing. And uh, yeah, that kind of started the whole the the whole thing the kind of seeing how big of an impact uh the game itself has um so that was really really cool well and you're you were probably i mean you did make someone's day i guess which is kind of cool when you go ahead and email a company and not expect um i mean you might expect like a, an automated response or just like a two-word yeah. response but the fact that you actually take the time to be like hey here's some things you could do to enhance yeah. your experience which is pretty damn cool. exactly exactly so nice. that that I remember that that was that was amazing and that that's kind of the the part that I feel like like we do. But thinking about like the Witcher, like the the, the thing that it has become, and it's and it's not only like like the games and the books and now the TV show and everything. I think it's it's make plus plus the comic books, the figures that would that have been done for it. Like I think it it's really really growing into becoming like like a staple staple franchise and i'm just happy to be here like along for the ride that's that's that's, that's all i can say that must be nice see this be yeah. pretty good man awesome stuff yeah next question this one's coming from uh from reddit uh betra Tough one. betraying Tough underscore one. chino a moderator from gwent reddit asking one dagon sized necker or a dozen necker sized dagons now Ooh. Uh, sometimes it's like, do you fight them or are they on your side? Like, are you befriending them? Um, I think either way, I'm going with a dozen Necker-sized Dagons. Uh, I Damn, think that, that was my answer. Yeah, I think that if I'm if I have to fight them, that's probably the easiest way. They would um, be cute if they were that small. That would be awesome. And you got like a dozen of them, right? So like you can yeah. kind of create like this squad of of 
just little minions that football team like a soccer team i mean yeah soccer you call it but football and yeah we just had the super bowl so don't confuse me yeah um but you know like kicking football because you have 11 people and they would have one of one of the little uh dagons on the on the you know on the the sidelines like a seat sideline yeah you have one sub sub. yeah (laughs) um I mean, fighting one. I don't. I if there's something enormous, like a what chance do no, I have? No, 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 no. Anything that's like like huge and 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 you know, like Dagon is is incredibly big because he is like a, he's the he's the fish god. So you don't you don't want to go against him. No way, no way. But hey, this is a very very good question. This is a very good question. Yes, uh, this is the kind of questions that we want all, all the time. Again. The amount of times that I had to just tell people that we're not answering their balance-related questions, like, yeah. all the time. On Reddit, I keep saying, please, no questions about balance or... And they still keep on All the back, time. Right? All the time. That, and I think we're on a streak of, like, five consecutive weeks of somebody asking about premium tokens. And I always answer with, like, a creative, weird, silly, stupid response. So, um, yeah, that's uh, yeah. that's not happening. The same, so the same percentage that we're gonna get Dagon in the game is the same percentage that I'm gonna answer those questions. That's exactly if we're gonna stick on the Dagon. <laughs> same, game. same here. Perfect. Bourgeois once said, so I said once that the devs like to play Gwen against each other. So my question is, any chance for a Gwen developer official tournament by Andy or Sina? Uh, nice question. Nice question. Ooh, we actually thought about this like like we we've done like I think once we've done like a like, like a show match between devs um but no actually it was a show match between casters I don't think we ever done a show match between devs if, if now I now I recall it but it was something that was kind of in our mm, like we we're thinking about it but doing like a tournament like we used to do uh when we were working in the office we used to do tournaments which were specifically for um for like Gwen devs, anyone could participate from the Gwen team. Easy. So that is something that that we did. And normally the people who are working on the balance team, well, they had an advantage for like, you know, for the rest because they knew the cards inside and out. They knew how things would trigger. They would not make any mistakes. I think there was only once where I top three, I think, in one of the tournaments. That was the time when I was playing a lot. And I think we had a, it was back in Gwen, like better days where the decks could only consist of bronze cards. And I think that was like one of the tournaments that was for me, it was like a popper Gwent uh, event. So, so, so no Epic, no legendaries, nothing like that. So that's, that's, that's the highlight of my, of my sporting Gwent career for sure. Um, but yeah, like we were thinking about it so many times in order to do it, but you would just pretty much have to pit all the, all the people who work on balance against each other and make a tournament out of that. And I would like to do it, but the question is if we ever have actually time to do that apart from the official circuit that we have for Gwent. So, I'd cast the hell out of that one for sure. I know that would that'd be, be an amazing one. I, you, you and I need to cast a tournament together, like at least some matches. I mean, I know that you always say that you're not, you know, you're not good at it and this and that, and it's not your thing, it's not your jam. But I mean, if if I had to do it, I would prep for it. I would prep. The hell out of it, and I'll be ready for it. Um, so that's that's easy. But I kind of need to be like I would need to devote a little bit more time from the stuff that I do on a on a daily basis, which is concerned around trailers and products and and uh, all the social media aspects and creating you know working with the with the creative teams on those things and focus more on you know. Uh, learning more about the game and the triggers and stuff like that. Like I meet on a weekly basis with the with the balance um, 
uh, team and we talk about like what where the pressing matters like from the community or kind of uh, checking like what they have to tell us about the data or they tell us about the mechanics and things that they're working on for sets which are kind of uh, upcoming and stuff like that so we discuss those things but you know I am I can kind of give my opinion based on what the community is saying it's hard for me to give like a valid opinion from from a player that knows every ins and out of the game so i would need to prepare for that for sure but i think it would be cool i i, I cast actually one of the first challengers which we ever did in polish with mr lothar back in the day um i think it's somewhere on youtube so we actually spent 12 hours that day casting um oh in polish so i knew the game in and out and i prepared for that like hell uh so i knew what i was saying it was funny because uh, we had Lothar because he's a big name. He's also well known here here in Poland, um, and he didn't know the game as good as I did. So, which which kind of put me above him. Although he was the well known star at that moment, and I was just a person from CDPR. So, um, that is kind of my my one up on him that I that I had <laughs> back in the day. But yeah, I, I I could say that I casted once and. It was amazing. So if you ever look into it on, on YouTube, it was the first challenger we did. I think it had Yennefer as a key visual, if I remember correctly. And it was one we did with ESL in our studio, in, in, in their studio in Katowice, which was a really, really cool event. And, and it was back, back, back in the day, just after Gwent launched. So good memories from that. Those are definitely good memories. And that makes me want to go back and have the on locations, which hopefully, oh, maybe yeah. by the end of the year, maybe by the end of the hopefully. year. Hopefully, hopefully. Um, yeah, I, I suspect that if it was you and I paired together, it would be like we'd 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 talk about we the go first... off on a tangent. Oh my god, we talk about the first play. It's like all right, he's uh, opening up with a, an on crate long ship. Uh, speaking of ships, anyways, here's a by the way, yeah, by the way, and then like like it's round three, and we're just still going on and on. We're about, still talking about the ship, talking about punch keys and like you know and, and oh. blue jeans and stuff. <laughs> so perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah. So important uh, topic. It's important uh, topic. So, are there any chances that there would be another tournament? Maybe. Uh, I don't know. Like for sure, like we might do one once we come back to the studio. Like do one that would not be streamed, but I would also like to do like a streamed official tournament so people get to kind of get to know more the people behind the scenes that actually work on the game. Yeah. It would be really cool to like do like a bio with them. Uh, before the the matches start and kind of so people so you know it's like it has this aspect of uh, people actually learning about the people behind the game and then seeing them go face to face and head to head and kind of um, uh, seeing who will come out victorious in this case so it's yeah that would be cool like even if it's a top eight like you can get eight people right to yeah easily so uh, maybe easily. maybe something to think about the, the, the tournaments that we had like like minimum people that we had was like twelve at least so I think that's that's more than enough to um and that was like on bad weeks where we had a lot of releases and, and important stuff going on so i think that's that's easily achievable right now well tell tell vlad to talk to mark theus i'll mark, talk to him mark theus could produce that and then it's just Ooh, boom could nice. be a fun thing all right um this question is a you, question. yeah this is a you question because oh, well i don't know anything about this and it says are you guys on board the elden hype train yes. or elden ring hype train you answer yes. you with a, a resounding yes i don't even know what the hell elden ring is so you can explain Ooh. it to me so uh did you ever play any games that came out from from software meaning the big ones being demon souls dark souls one dark souls two dark souls three sekiro 
Did you play any of those games? I haven't, but I, I know the style. I've watched the games, and they've been very... I know that Dark Souls is like one of those games, like it's one of the hardest games to play. Uh, Sekiro, I think I've seen people play it, and it's just very visually stunning, and like it's it's. I've gotten a lot of good reviews, heard of a lot of good reviews. I just don't like RPGs and those style of games. It's mm -hmm. just that they don't really appeal to me very much anymore. Mm -hmm. So um, I never got into them. Same reason I haven't played witcher 3 even though i i people, <laughs> people say that it's like the greatest game yeah. ever right so uh i, I just they you don't need to check it out one day like, i do i own it, it. it's installed yeah. on my computer maybe, maybe 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 you know when you when you when you're you know when you're on uh you know taking time off and retiring you, it'll be something that you'll kind of go back to well when you what, have more time right what i want to do is um so for the trips to warsaw for the tournaments i got myself a nintendo switch and nice. for the real switch well that's it and but when i was going to warsaw it wasn't released yet i don't think on on switch so yeah. i had it for those trips specifically for like the nine hour plane rides of just playing games and whatever and like some downtime in the hotel room and whatever and um i think that once we start traveling again for these things like those major overseas like when i'm in you'll have more time yeah like when i'm in krakow on easter weekend uh nice i should, I should pick up witcher 3 so i can play it on the plane I, I i don't doubt that the game will eventually grasp me and whatever but the thing about it is that if i'm at home there's a lot of other things that i feel i not that i need to be doing but i'd rather be working on podcasts i'd rather be working yeah. on you yeah, it makes sense. So I, I, it's hard for me to to devote any time because I know that if I give two hours to the game, I'm going to need to give twenty hours to the game, and then yeah, I, it's, it's I have the same problem. Yeah, I have the same problem. And and to be honest, like if you look at all the Souls like games, or or probably Elden Ring is going to be the same when once it comes out next week. Uh, it's one of those games that you need to really invest a lot of time into because you need to learn the mechanics super well in order to defeat like the bosses and kind of progress through the world itself because it's a, it's a very punishing world so if you make too many mistakes you instantly die and you get this big like you died and what's they're kind of famous for that um and then you respawn and you need to go go over again and go over again and some of the boss fights you need to do them multiple times you need to learn kind of when the bosses are doing a specific move so you need to learn all those moves and know how to counter that, know where the hitboxes are. So it's like, it's very, very technical, but it drains like a lot of time and patience from you. Like I used to like for Witcher, uh, Witcher for Dark Souls 1 and 2, um, I used to like play the hell out of those games. When it comes to like 3, Bloodborne and Sekiro, those were kind of games that um, I needed a lot of time. And, and it was kind of like, I would play them because I was hyped for them. But then I didn't have time for them, so I would put them off, and then I would need to go back into them and play some more. So it's kind of like an on and off, on and off, because like you have work, you have other stuff, you have you know family life that you need to focus on. So the initial hype is always is always great, but it's very very hard to finish them uh, completely uh, because I don't have as much time as I used to have back in the day when I kind of was working maybe a different job and kind of had you know, a little bit more time on my plate in order to, 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 to like finish these things. Um, but yeah, for Elden Ring, I just said, I just really want to go back like into it. Um, you know, it's, it's in a setting, uh, created by George R. R. Martin. So known for, um, you know, the, the, the big stuff. Exactly. Um, and I, yeah, and I, and, and I love whatever From Software does because they, they can tell a really, really good story without like shoving it in your face. There's a lot of like for Dark Souls, uh, 
there was a lot of story in the items that you would obtain throughout the game and it's a super long RPG. So people were like puzzling and putting pieces together and making like awesome um, uh, videos re relating to that. And um, I think the highlight, one of the highlights of my Gwent career was there's this uh, Dark Souls or uh, Souls-like uh, YouTube content creator. His name is Vati Vidya. So whoever's like in the FromSoft stuff, they, they will know him. He's like one of their biggest influencers. He does these amazing like lore uh, uh, videos for all the Souls games. Plus he also does, uh, he also does a little bit of streaming and um, he used to be, he, he got into Gwent at some time and he used to come to my Gwent streams and like talk in my chat and I remember people like, oh my God, it's him. It's like, holy crap, that's amazing. So nice. that's like one of my highlights that he, he was a person that I got to like interact with and talk a little bit. Um, because like I used to eat up his content back in the day when, when I was really into Dark Souls and stuff like that. So having him come and being interested in Gwent and like telling me which kind of decks he's been playing and checking out and what he likes about the game was was amazing. I think he also even once made like a couple of videos about Gwent itself on his channel, which was which was very, very, very awesome. And I remember like talking to him, like amazing stuff what you're doing and just keep on doing it because he's just a person that focuses on everything that is, is in the Souls like genre or anything that from software kind of produces. So he always creates awesome, awesome plays. He like created all the like all the playthroughs for all the Souls games um, that you can just watch and then play by yourself. And he helped a lot of people get through the game itself, knowing like, pick up this item, go here, uh, check this out, defeat this boss before this one, because if you go there, you will die immediately, level up in this way. Um, so your character is actually, you know, is, is better. So he did a lot of work for the community. So it was amazing to actually get to interact with him. So yeah, uh, speaking of hype, Super hyped. Um, I've always got all the collector editions for any From Software game that came out. Uh, for this one, I, I just decided not to get a collector's because I don't have space for all the figurines. Like they, they have like a separate room already. There's too much stuff going on there. Plus all my magic cards and my other uh, Pokemon cards and all my other CCG stuff. It's just taking too much, too much space. So I'll get, the, I'll get the game for sure day one digital and play the hell out of it. I was actually even thinking about taking a day off just to just to get immersed into it. So, yeah, I'm hyped. I'm hyped for sure. You got to make room in that room in that uh, that storage area for some flesh and blood cards. They'll get you some. Hey, up. get you some nice. hooked up. Well, there you have it. I am not hyped because uh, for reasons I mentioned earlier. But uh, I think <laughs> I think uh, Pavel just kind of just has me covered on that front in terms of yeah. hypeness. Beautiful. And that's, <laughs> that's the uh, that's the mailbag. So we, again, thank you very everybody for submitting via Reddit or Discord or Twitter or however. We love your questions. Keep them coming. Yeah, do not send us questions about balancing. Why? Why is lockdown premium not tokens. playable? Where are my premium tokens? We don't know, and we don't care. Work in uh, progress. Work yeah, in we're, progress. work in progress. Go bug like Malijan uh, or yes, Jean for that. or Jean. Yeah. Exactly. That ain't, that ain't our bag. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's about it, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, I guess I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end this like I ended every week and say I, I love you, Pavel. Love you too, man. Love you too. Good You're stuff. awesome, and, and thank you for doing this with me. Like I, like, uh, I think I tweeted after one of the episodes, and, and I get the same feeling after everyone that we do. I just, I just love sitting down and talking. It's just amazing and it's a place where we can just rant we can talk about whatever we want but it all always circles back to gwent it always circles back to ccgs uh 
so stuff that we love and 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 yeah and also shout out to everybody and thank you everybody for supplying the questions like sending all the good feedback like saying that they love the show they enjoy it like that's that's kind of the stuff that fuels us to to you know keep going and having fun and even if you guys weren't listening and weren't watching me and flake we would still sit down and we, talk just we would for the do sake this anyways. of doing it because it's fun and yeah. we love like you know this enables us to interact more with each other um instead of always just focusing on our on our own project so thank damn you damn right <laughs> and just think in like a, in like a few months we're going to be in a three-hour car ride annoying the hell yes. out of dominica and it's going to be amazing yes. we'll we'll Playing stream that we should, music. we should Playing totally stream music. that i will we're so stream it, it. It's going to be amazing. Um, yeah. So, friends, don't forget to please uh, hit the subscribe button on wherever the hell you're watching or listening to this, either on uh, Gwentfinity YouTube channel or the podcast on Spotify, Apple Pods, whatever. Leave a positive review. Yeah. That's the best way that you can um, support us. If you want to send us money, like, we're not going to say no, but the best way that exactly. you can support us is just uh, positive feedback or constructive criticism and uh, hit those. And we're uh, still looking for a sponsor. Damn we're still right. still looking for a sponsor. So, you, so yeah. Get Absolutely. on there, everybody. Blue we're jeans, here. We're here. Blue Jeans yeah. Cafe. Somewhere. I, I'll, I'll wear any t-shirt. So <laughs> yeah, whatever sponsor says. Easy. <laughs> All right, friends. We'll catch you next time. Don't forget, you're not losing if you're learning. So we'll see you next week on the Flurza Experience. See you later, everyone. Bye.